Hi, hello, and welcome back to Mindful Grooving. It's been a little bit. Um, we are a couple weeks past the holidays, and I gotta tell you, it feels like I'm still um, easing on in. This is Brittany. You knew that, right? Hey, y'all. Okay, so before we get into the episode, I just want to let you know that your point of view has value. All of your emotions have value. And you, in general, are freaking valid. Okay? Cool. Let's get into it. Okay, bye. Hey, 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 Share with us. Let us know. Um, is it back? Oh, the bus? The back. Is I it think. Middle, I think front? the ladies. I don't know. I guess it changed. I don't mm-hmm. think there were school rules. Oh my god! I remember <laughs> there was this coach that was like a football coach that we all decided was cute, and we were all aggressive, and we were like sing songs to him all in unison all the way to the game and I'm sure it made him feel very comfortable as a full adult man that's cute <laughs> we were like no matter what I do and then someone was like coach all I think is you coach <laughs> it's uh not to go down this path but this actually makes no, me think here. of um because there I think there were professionals from 
my high school that were having relations with with, um, some of my classmates. In a pedo situation? Yeah. 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 That's how you say that. (laughs) (laughs) Sip. Speaking of inappropriateness, um, what was a little bit on my mind and I relayed it over you when we were chatting in the real world was um the human relationship with mirrors you know yeah i moved to la and there's just fucking mirrors giant ones i'm looking at one that is taller than me that is a part of this room and then my bedroom and they're just like all full length slidey mirrors and i'm like this is a lot of yeah. Looking at oneself. And they kind of remind me of, like, the dance studio mirrors. Right. Which is not a check your hair mirror. It's a, like, correct your entire being mirror. Right. You know? So what's your relationship with a mirror? I mean, a bunch. I was just kind of wondering. I, like, it clicked in my brain a little bit that I would go more toward dancer mirror functionality mode. Which, like, I guess goes across the board, because, like, you go in the bathroom and you're like, mm, primpy, 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 fixy, fixy. Right. But it's, like, to do that and extend it to, like, your whole body. Mm. Yeah. Whether it's, like, figuring out your fit or more commonly, I feel, people are like, mm, I should fix this or I should alter this somehow. This is unalterable. Uh, without surgery, but I'm gonna think about, uh, fixing it. Not that I would. I'm not in surgery brain mode. Haven't been. But, like, you do think about, or I do think about those things where it's like, hmm, I, this has been the same way for, like, years and years and years, but I'm still gonna harp on, like, hmm, it should be different. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I guess to be clear for those who aren't familiar, like in a dance class setting, a mirror is in most scenarios yeah. in the room. Especially and ballet. Especially in a ballet class. And I mean, you're watching yourself the entire time. You're making adjustments, corrections. Um, you're, you know, evaluating your just your overall performance. Like it's just always used for like feedback for aesthetic achieving that ideal aesthetic that whatever dance form but again mostly within a I would say ballet space and then Um, in a choreographic space you're looking at not only yourself but how you relate to um, the body of dancers moving as a unit and so it's like active comparison not like hmm like harping but like actively like how do I literally measure up next to this person next to me? It needs to be the same line. Right. It needs to be the same um, energy and the same wavelength of expression. And it needs to translate as one performance, which can be like a nice... Um, it could it could be healthy if you're like very... I would say if, you're, if you have a great teacher and a great director and a great choreographer and all that stuff. Um, but there's all these things that... Um, I guess the pedestrian way that we look into a mirror that can creep in because I would always, I would always like adjust, I currently always like adjust my hair 
like in the middle of rehearsal, mm. like in the middle of dancing, <laughs> which my old directors love. Right. But, uh, but you know. Yeah. It's just it's there. Yeah. I don't feel like I look at myself in the mirror a mm-hmm. lot, and like if I'm thinking about Sarah and dance class. I, yes, would look at myself, but I, I, I think I was always avoiding my gaze. Like, I just don't like... Don't the, stare yourself down I don't, in the mirror? No, I don't. I don't, to personally, I never felt like the feedback that I was getting from the mirror was serving me, other Damn. than, like, making me feel maybe perhaps <laughs> negative in my Stop body. Stop yelling at me! Oh and, I, yeah, I just feel like it was way more meaningful to, like feel each other out because that's what happens in reality when you're on stage right and um i don't know i just always thought it was bullshit when we're like practice your facials and i was like that's uh that's weird (laughs) i'm dumb i'm not into it as a as a baby uh, an ex-baby cheerleader like facials are strange and like we know they're strange and it's kind of like that only applies to something silly like cheerleading yeah like i liked those years and stuff and i did it like well in the high school and all that but it's like it's it's a weird sideshow vibe right i i i I don't know i like could not do it so i would just like stick on the smile and just like and like carry on and dance it's, it's like you're not specifically storytelling in something that like requires facials right like if you're storytelling oh and then like the kids now the kids these days i mean they did it before too but like as i see in sub and the, these contemporary dance children they like put on this like uh, despair face that they probably like haven't felt before not to say that kids don't be going through shit but it's just like <laughs> you're talking about like a breakup or something and they're like uh, in the middle split like reaching out you know yeah. one hand's on the ground one's reaching out to the mirror and then they're in a middle split and they're just like hunching up and they're just like in despair that they don't have you seen yet. that that like video where it's like contemporary dance in six moves or oh, something yeah, like that like almost falling over a cliff yeah yeah yeah, I've been seeing that accurate. going into the 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 street dance world, um, hip hop. Who knows? It's so broad. It's like it's old, but not. It's only like fifty, sixty years old. And to see what it is now, I'm like, oh, I'm going into like a further back generation. I'm not a noob, <laughs> not yet an OG. Oh yeah, but like I see. <laughs> I see the like contemporary influence now in what they're calling hip hop dance now, like the freestyle version. I'm like, hmm, hmm. okay, yeah, all right, girl, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, but there was the like, I don't know, especially with competition esque teams, even if it wasn't, just like that kind of energy. Um, we do a bunch of stuff in the mirror, and then they'd be like, all right, turn around, and just like do it away from the mirror right you know which really hard yeah well it's because now hard. you're facing a different direction the whole orientation has changed your brain is like what's high, going on high angst moment yeah. let me tell you because <laughs> yeah, it's like sure. does everybody know what they're doing okay right. i think everybody's just like freaking out internally together but then it gets done yeah well or they're like we're only doing it on the right okay now do it everything on the left what 
you know, and while well, that... It's like, do you want me know, to remember this? Right. For what? Right. But I really, really lived is when I was in um, Modern, because if you got that, like, it's always like a big old black curtain, mm-hmm. they slide it over the mirror, and I'm like, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Stare, well, look, the reality is... When you're performing or when you're moving, you're trying to look past. You're not, you know, the the image, your eyesight needs to not stop at a set point. Like, you need to, infinite line of energy from your eyes with your focus, whatever, blah, blah, blah. As it indirect or direct, talking about principles of dance here, but, um, (laughs) nerd alert! But ultimately, Um, you know, that I think it all goes to say that the mirror is a tool. Yeah. yeah. It's not a correction. It's not everything. It's not ultimately who you are communicating with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's, uh, at least for me, it's it's weird. Like, I, I've also gotten some good um, performance kind of advice just as far as feeling it on stage. And then there's one... She's like a fake big sister, and she's just like, you just have to like stare at yourself in the mirror hard, and like until you intimidate yourself a little bit. And I was like, great. And so I learned how to do that, <laughs> and now I do that into uh, people's faces when I'm performing. But it's like not to like, it's not even like the facial expression, like scowling or whatever. But it's just about like eye contact for. You know, all kinds of people could be difficult. It could mm-hmm. be difficult for people you barely know, or for like whatever, however you feel about them. Like, there's just something about it that some people are not down with. Right. Um, but if you learn how to do that with yourself, without you know the the background noise of your thoughts or your critiques, and like just have it be about like meeting yourself. Um, I think that's what people pick up. Like, oh, this is someone who is not searching out for feedback, but is, like, emoting out, who's giving out that energy. Kind right. of without, like, is it okay? Am right. I doing it right? Right. Even if that's what you're thinking. Well, you know, okay, there's the acknowledgement of your distress or, you know, your just whatever is causing you frustration, Right by coming at yourself with self-compassion using the mirror is supposed to in a a sense be that antidote for that to finding that um finding self-compassion to kind of come combat um you know criticism and obviously that's beyond i'm speaking beyond just like um you know using it as a tool in the dance space um, but something I do think is interesting is that, you know, the experience of someone looking into the mirror, using it as a tool, um, is, is mixed because there are the, the suggestions of like, you know, speaking those positive affirmations, looking at yourself in the mirror, giving this? yourself a compliment. No, I think it's bullshit. I can't take them seriously. <laughs> but I, th- like, I see I the value. Yourself, but like, I don't know. Yeah. And I, you know, I was just doing a little bit of research and just seeing, like, if there were any, like, studies. And this is just a limited, quick little search. But what I was finding is that... 
It's okay. We're an entertainment podcast. Uh-huh. Um, Do your own research. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Follow up. Yeah. Okay. Keep playing. Be objective. So this one study um, was like eight out of tw- 10 women, um, like just talk- they feel when they look in the mirror, they feel dissatisfaction and then like mm. more than half. What else was it? But like most of the experience of women looking into the mirror is way more complicated than being a man and looking um, into the mirror and that a person's so it's like a person's sex their sexuality mm-hmm. um their ethnicity like what they did that day just like the environment that they were in like all of these things uh, right. are influencing how a person will look at themselves in the mirror in the moment or in, 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 that reminds day. me because like we did a we did a little dancey dance shoot the other day, and for those of you who know the costume vibes, if the back is out, you gotta tape the boobs down. And so we taped the boobs down, and like, first of all, I gotta like put fabric on the nip next time. That was crazy, ripping it off. It was like oh my aggressive uh, duct tape, but anyway. <laughs> I was gonna ask you a very <sighs> personal question. But I don't know. I'll ask you post-pod reporting. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say about my nip over (laughs) here. Anyway. um, But yeah, I like had them on still. And I just had like a t-shirt on. I didn't have any makeup on. And I had just like my hair out doing what it does. And I'm like, oh, I look genderless. And not. I didn't really like take it in as a bad thing. But more like a confusing thing. And I was just like, oh. There's, like, nothing besides, like, whipping out my V that's gonna, like, tell people that I am a woman. Like, to me. Because, yeah. like, it's it's a part of the body dysmorphia package. I think, um, on the contrary, like, people can look at me and be like, that's a lady. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, even, yeah, it, it, anytime my body changes, it gives me, um like second third puberty energy like I didn't really have I still don't really have boobs like they're there and like Mm -hmm. I'm just now getting like I've had hips before like noticeable ones like now they're like there and I'm like okay I'm like that seems just like a lego piece tacked on to my neutral body and it's just like I don't know but then at the end of the day it's it, it, there's a lot of factors that go into it like um i know there's a media representation celebration going on but i'm like there's not nearly enough people who i uh i identify with on screens like i would say more in the audio uh format like lots of singers and even like podcast hosts like i can identify with but like as far as seeing someone who looks like me like mm, i'm either represented on like commercials where it's just like here's this natural girl and her tall white brunette husband (laughs) (laughs) um or yeah or like uh, that's like a whole other wormhole with with black representation, black American representation, but uh, the last thing I saw truly when I was scrolling for things to watch was this thing called like Life, 
and it's like I don't know if it's old I think it was Bernie Mac I don't know but it's just like definitely ooh, those like striped jail things is it it's like brown uh, Eddie, and tan is it Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence is life? it they're like in prison it's like in the 30s Maybe, but it was like old school jail, which is like yeah. slavery. Yeah. And I'm like, that that's the point. It's like, a, it's either like a black pain spree or something that it's like, we were in the past. And yeah, and Issa Rae. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Or like dear white people, but like, you know. It's like, and there's another thing that I think they like, lump biracial people they're just like ah pick one yeah <laughs> like, which one are you gonna be right and so like if you're mixed with black and white you're black which like one drop rule all that stuff like yes as you are seen to other people like you are black mm-hmm. but you're also black and white <laughs> right. and that's an important part of your identity that you don't get to and you shouldn't and you shouldn't feel the need to uh tuck away for certain areas because like you have something i believe I don't know. I'm not a biracial baby. But mm-hmm. I believe that I've grown up with, like, hella, you know, hella chocolate rainbow, you know? And there's just something specific that people from that identity can provide. And there's something almost, like, underpinning that I've seen. It's like it tells people who identify with more than two cultures to just be like, yeah, you're, like, kind of this one, but you're, like, pretty much this one. So just, like, operate yeah. this one. But, like, yeah. that's not how it works. Yeah. It's, like, if I'm saying I'm African-American, which, like, I'm saying black American or indigenous or, like, whatever. But if I'm acknowledging I'm from African descent, I can't just call myself African. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Right. I'm speaking... Hell, I'm, 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 I'm an English-speaking <laughs> person, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, that's, that's who I is. Right. So, I don't know how to think about and ask this, but I'm going to stumble through. Is like thinking about distortion and like um, how our identity of ourselves becomes, you know, distorted for various reasons. Thinking about how that distortion is reflected back to us when we are looking in the mirror. Yeah. It's like, how do we sort through those? distortions like how how you know whether it is the practice of looking in the mirror or doing something else like you know how how do we how do we strip away that you know um because I I mean like I from my experience like I'm thinking about when I do look in the mirror and what what is partially the reason why I have a hard time looking at myself is again I don't (laughs) <laughs> she's a looker anyway um, going. I struggle because I have um, different I don't know how many um, images in my main my, my, my main concept of myself but like I definitely mm. have like the concept of myself as the dancer and hmm. like when I in my early days and especially when I quote unquote felt more like a stick because I was I did not go through puberty at that time but I was what time uh what age I I, honestly my curves did not set in until like 
21 and then they've just become <clears throat> they've become more curvy <clears throat> um since welcome to womanhood. right womanhood so it's like okay seeing i think maybe that's it maybe that is like an essence of it. my struggle is like the body or whatever that i'm struggle with that makes me feel distorted is the body of myself as a girl before womanhood Mm -hmm. and then I have the self my other side of myself where it is my side where you know my family is from my mom's side of the family is from Cuba like we got curves my mom's got a butt I got blessed with her butt you know those people got curves (laughs) (laughs) that's true and you know but like I feel like I have I don't know like I see that and I'm like there's the representation of like you know having those these curves or yeah. desirable and whatnot but then I'm I'm coupled with this this skinnier frame that I'm was used to as a girl before womanhood so like yeah. I don't know it's hard for me to like look in the mirror and feel comfortable because I kind of feel I feel huge, but I also feel like, hmm. ooh, I like my booty, you know? Like, yeah. I like I like the things that make me feel like a woman. I just don't know how to... What I'm working on is how do I find that, that stripped away, like, whatever distortion, whatever, yeah. whatever it is that is keeping me kind of stuck or not fully embracing. And it's interesting the language of stripping away, because, like, as far... As I, like, if I, if I try to formulize, like, some ways, just some solutions, a potential solution, it's how I end up dealing um, is through expression, through things like fashion, and how I choose to wear my hair, and there's, like, you know, I could identify, obviously, with the, with the ass thing, like, people, uh, people think that black woman and it, it changes with every generation but like i would say media representation representation right now is just like what is this shit called what is it called a lace front <laughs> <laughs> i was like <laughs> i yeah i'm a i'm a box braids kid i i can't i'm like bit i'm not high maintenance enough to like navigate a lace front but it's the beyonce wig you know it's a megan the stallion wig and it's like bone straight and it's down to the booty and the booty is like bite and then like the the uh the waist is like and then the boobs are present and it's just like glamazon which is great and it's like pretty and nice but then there's the 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 toned down version of that and just the reality that like you know, some black girls have no ass. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I had, like, a very tiny booty butt for, like, a very long while. But when I think about, you know, if if media representation wasn't a thing, and I'm looking in the mirror anyway, and I'm like, hmm, something's not right. It's, it's there's, like, the, there's the polar opposite of it. Then there's, like, the naturalista. And it's, like, not only do you have to have natural hair, but you have to wear it naturally. And you never straighten it. And you don't wear makeup. And you wear clothes made out of fucking leaves. <laughs> like, what are you to, like, I don't know, be the same. Just, like, wear all the same colors as the earth. But it's, like, then there's everything else in between. And I I think it's just, like, knowing that style and beauty isn't frivolous. 
mm-hmm. like the expression of it. Like everybody, everybody has access to to beauty, like regardless of what people, whatever standards are out saying that like if you're not fitting this, you're not in it. It's like your decision to wear makeup or not, regardless of gender. Do you want to wear makeup? It's gonna it's gonna change day to day, but like not being afraid to go out of the go out of the house with no makeup, not being able to afraid uh, being afraid to go out of the house with a full face, um, not uh, won't speak on the entire black lady or natural hair experience, but it's like um, how I'm wearing my hair is not a political stance. It's just how I like it, or mm-hmm. what my hair allows me to do. Mm-hmm. because um, it just has a mind of its own most of the time. And it's like, if I'm straightening my hair, I'm not. There's no, like, betrayal going on, or I'm not trying to look like anybody else. It's just another thing my hair can do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, cleavage, no cleavage. Like, it, who was it? Was it RuPaul? It was, like, Ginger's Drag? I don't know. But I'm, it's like, that, that sentiment. It's like, you are... Uh, you are basically in drag. It's like, I dress in drag as like a very normal human in order to feel safe. Mm. And then I dress in drag as like a super feminine person when I need to feel powerful. And when Mm. I honestly need to get a little distance between me and other people. Because for some reason people understand that like a cat eye that could cut a bitch and a dark lip and a very like intricate look is like you can't just come up to me yeah and then when i'm wanting to be very you know approachable and this is mostly when i'm like teaching kids or something then it's all comfy town but it's clean but it's like maybe i'll wear a little makeup to make myself look like a little cartoon or like pink lipstick or whatever but like whatever it is it's like fashion more as a functionality of like looking good versus like not trying but it's like these are these are your costumes and these are your expressions and these are the things that you have control over to like you can decide you can control how you look without you know paying someone to switch some shit up yeah and if you want to pay someone to switch some shit up fine but like if you don't uh there there are other things you know i want to come back to makeup for a second because I've received, I don't know if you've ever have had this experience. I mean, I don't wear makeup. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, I only wear it for, like, some social occasions. Yeah. But I've been receiving more, like, sort of feedback where it's, like, a certain point, like, where you can't really do the, like, the no makeup thing. Um, Who's saying you can't? (laughs) I just, this is just, like, random occurrences, like... I mean, I definitely understand it, but I'm just wondering if someone, like, specifically came up and was like... No, but I've also, I've also received the feedback, like, in the professional space Mm. of, like, you know, needing to to wear a face or come be how it's way more presentable or whatever. No one is saying that to a man. Yeah, I, I'm just, I... Mm-hmm. It really, it's just, it kind of, I don't know, it's bothering me because I, I, again, then I'm seeing that being like, maybe I do need to put on cover up mm-hmm. for my eye bags or I need to do whatever, you know, to like be presentable for someone else. But 
in my opinion, like, I like the fresh face. My skin is super sensitive. Yeah. I, it irritates me to put on a lot of makeup and, and I break out. theorize it's someone trying to sabotage you because they're jealous of your clear skin. Well, thanks. Yeah. That's, but, what, that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm just curious because... Like, how many other people are in this, like, corporate space or in these professional spaces not wearing, choosing to wear makeup or, like, yeah, whatever. Sex is bullshit. Let's just, like, do you, if you want to wear makeup, go for it. If you don't, don't do it. Right? I guess (laughs) the last office setting I was in was, um, like, academia and they don't go fuck. (laughs) Like, you, you know... I don't know if that's just that specific um, place, but I guess there's the, there's like the shiny corporate spaces of like, I don't know, marketing. Mm -hmm. And then, which, you know, you might want to put on a little look. That's what I guess like the underpinnings are. And then there's like the nonprofit sector, which like honestly kind of, yeah, there's like a hierarchical thing where it's like you'll have a little, you'll have a little look if you're a little higher up, and then academia, like I said, which like the one of the professors who was, as you know, professors have like a thousand jobs, and so do like main teachers and stuff. It's like they get they get told that they're coming in and they're like teaching people, and then they're like, oh, you're also like kind of the dean, and like oh, you're also in admissions too and but this chick she's not a chick she's like 20 30 years my senior (laughs) but she was like doing all of this shit and um she was very because you know it was like the design part of the the college and she was heading that and very clean cut human super presentable i don't think she ever wore makeup and it's like she had all of the proof that she was the age that she was and she like wasn't running away from that and Mm. like had a really great smile and just like a very high functioning like beating anxiety energy just like beaming out the eyeballs and that's that's what I was into and it's like there are just and I don't I won't say that it's directly linked to any sort of gender expression thing because sometimes you just get old and you're like I'm not doing that shit no one's paying me to do this right like I don't know and it's like like you were saying some people just save that kind of stuff for the ball yeah um but I'm 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 just I'm kind of into it I was what was it you know what's that um that like the TikTok, the YouTube channel where they're like women and they're like stripping down and they're talking about beauty. Oh yeah. I can't remember now, but yeah, I sent so you that one. I there like was this one video that I saw the other day where this woman was like talking about, you know, people getting Botox and mm-hmm. you know, she's not done anything to her face because she really loves like seeing herself age and yeah. how she's aged. But I, I liked this idea that she said, like, you know, because, like, their marketing or, like, the way it's becoming more and more positioned is that, like, mm-hmm. you need to start getting Botox, like, 21, like, 18, like, as preventative, <gasps> preventative steps. And, like, look, if you want to get Botox, like, 
by all means, like, do it. But I appreciated the sentiment of, like, if you're going to do it before you even, like, had the chance to, like, see yourself mm-hmm. or, like, realize yourself and embrace your look. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's not fair, and I don't know, to yourself. At some point, we got to back the fuck up and be like, why do you want to preserve the way that you looked as a child? Why is there attraction to people who look more toward their youth? Yeah. What's with the no pubes? <laughs> you know, can we talk about pubes for a moment? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Um, I used to be like bald Anti-pube. Ego. Yeah. And I would get a Brazilian like every six weeks, hard wax. Now I guess sugaring's the new thing. I did laser. Um, I do actually think laser was great because it, for me, I was just very hairy, (laughs) just a very hairy person. Um, and that's the reality is that we have body hair. Hello. And, um, I don't know in the last like, yeah, (laughs) we have hair and in the last like, I don't know how many years now, but I want to say a good, like. I did the laser, I think, four years ago, but, like, now I've just been, like, allowing myself to yeah. rock my bush, and <laughs> I, I fucking, I really like it. Like, I don't like the way the bald, the bald, bald ego, ego, <laughs> bald ego, <laughs> Freudian slip, um, the bald ego feels very childish. It feels like I'm a little girl, and... I don't know. Yeah. Like, again, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like all a style thing, but it's like grooming's a thing, blah, 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 do what you want to do. But it's like, there's always the why behind everything. It's like, I don't know, if I'm going into heteronormative brain and these dudes are like pursuing and they're like, oh, I like how you just have zero lines and marks and indentations on your face zero proof that you have you know gone through any age uh hips and boobs like okay that's like a lot like i think there's an intimidation behind like what's a traditionally or what's stereotypically like the womanly body like the voluptuous like you know, people say they want it, but then it's like, can you handle it? Yeah. And then it's like the, again, the pubes thing, or like just the body hair thing. It's just like, what is, what is repulsive to you about body hair? And like, and why is it all lining up with, you look 12 and a half? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't I don't have I an like answer yet, Think but. about like, okay, when we were coming up, and thinking about movies and shows and things like that like every I don't know everybody again like the way high school was portrayed right mm-hmm. was like think about they're it they're like 25 year olds <laughs> yeah, playing roles yeah and again it's like this like sexy womanly body like zero hair belly button ring because you know yeah that was that was really big back then yeah. and I don't know like naked naked hair mole wrap but I just think again like the experience of like having to do all this primping and whatever like if you're into it cool but like it is exhausting and it's expensive 
And like, why are you doing it? Are you doing it for yourself because it feels good? Or are you doing it because you feel that external pressure to do it for someone else or yeah. to make up just appearance general? And that whole appearance. like line of questioning, like it's like, of course, if you are attracted to these things, I'm not saying you're creep or anything, no, but it's just like we're just everything has everything has a why behind it and it's right. like, especially if you don't feel like doing it and you find yourself doing it that's that's where the the cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. um, might be blinking a light to reevaluating if that's for you yeah but you know <laughs> I, hear, I, I hear things back I just have to give a shout out to the friends that I've had throughout the years who weren't into shaving or like didn't like but like didn't give a fuck sure and like had the hairy armpits or had like would let their hair their leg hair grow and I'm like I really appreciate it you know sometimes not and for me in that experience I appreciate thank you friends for doing that and being bold and like when people would comment upon it like having like a really just lovely response to it and not yeah. not giving it a second thought because on their their little uh their bravery it empowered me so shout out friends with the body hair <laughs> <laughs> this has been body hair volume one i don't know i guess if we're i love ironically using circle back but Mm -hmm. then I feel like that then goes into my regular um, vocabulary but I wanted to go back to just like if we're trying to drum up a mini solution or mini practice for being able to mindfully get in front of a mirror Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I've noticed is like after I take a shower because like you know the mirror fogs up it's like not wiping off the mirror and just like getting ready Mm. and you know maybe even going all the way outside without ever looking in the mirror and just like what what is that what does that feel Mm. Yeah. And then it's like, if you're checking a little later, maybe you're like midday and you check. I think maybe the fear is like, oh, there was a giant spider on my face and I couldn't see it the whole time. <laughs> or like, whatever. Yeah. But it's like, I found usually when I do that, just not intentionally like avoiding the mirror, but it's like, again, I go into a room to another fucking mirror and yeah. I see after I'm done getting ready and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> what I was going for. And, like, obviously, if you makeup's a part of your routine, maybe don't do the no mirror challenge for that. Or do. That could be fun. But yeah. it's like, yeah, just maybe uh, getting primarily ready first and then seeing if that's good. Mm-hmm. If that's good for you to just walk out the door or just, like, one quick little, like, bink. Right. And then maybe just, like, asking, like, what am, what am I going to the mirror to check for before right. you end up there because then right. I feel like if you're just finding yourself in front of me you're just kind of searching yeah and like scanning but it's like oh I need to go to the mirror for this specific thing I think another exercise is noticing when you are passing by a mirror observing what 
your reaction is mm-hmm. and noticing whether or not you're averting your gaze or maybe you are diving in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just taking stock of that, of what your behavior is, and then maybe quickly reflecting, like, how am I feeling in this moment? And like, what is it that I need in this moment to feel like internally, like better or word that I need to hear or it's not saying look in the mirror and practice the mantra of saying like I am beautiful but like maybe if you notice hey I'm avoiding the the gaze of the mirror how can you just pause look away and tell yourself that when you're walking around with your partner do you look at yourself do you look at like your collective reflection in like buildings and stuff um not sometimes maybe but yeah. like it depends not not seeking it out not like just standing there yeah but yeah i like caught that before i'm like what's this yeah i mean i've done like a couple like um but it's like more like it was like an installation and it had like the cool colorful yeah. glass i was yeah. like oh let's take a selfie right um yeah We'll do it. I mean, like sometimes, like very rarely. Like I'll be getting ready, or if I'm do- if I'm doing something with, like, let's say makeup, mm-hmm. like Nick will come in and be like, <laughs> "That's a yeah, sh- yeah. A sh- <laughs> sounds <laughs> like him." Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Classic. But, or something to try if you do have a partner is. Um, having someone say those positive affirmations to you. Maybe this is too cheesy. Tell me I'm pretty! Yeah, but like, no, they don't even have to say, you are beautiful, but they can say, I am, you know, you are beautiful, or I am beautiful, or whatever, but they're like saying it to you as if they're your voice, and yeah. you just stare, or you, yeah, stare at yourself and receive. That's fun. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That's a way to Would help. Nick do that? Would he? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I could ask him. I'll tell him. <laughs> um, there's also the the improv practice of mirroring in oh, dance, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, like, say you are seated crisscross applesauce in front of your partner, and you are acting as each other's reflection. So you could start off even as the quality of breathing. You can notice how that other person's kind of chest expands and falls and stuff and you could look at their um their gestures like the tilt of their head where they're you know where their eyes go and then there's no leader no follower you kind of just find yourself um moving as they move and it's not about really anticipating their movement but just being present and that could grow into a whole bunch of fun stuff and sometimes the movement stays very small and sometimes you're like running around being extra but you know that's also a fun one to do Mm -hmm. if you got another bud that you want to try it with it is fun it is really fun i'm into into mirroring it's like a low stakes improv practice it's not contact Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you don't have to touch you know i love touching i love steamrolling people What's that stuff called? Body surfing. <laughs> and you just like, a bunch of people, and then you roll over them. Steamrolling. That sounds so... Steamrolling sounds so, like... What? Steamrolling, you know? What? Aggressive? Like, 
um, not like aggressive, but like an aggressive, aggressive. In a, like a sexy kind of way, you know? Really? I think it's funny because I do that to people um, outside of the dance studio and if they're laying down, I'm like, I'm going to perpendicularly roll down <laughs> your body, pencil yeah. roll down. I mean, yeah, it feels really good. Yeah. That's what I'm into. Yeah. Have Skin. you ever had a Thai massage? I've never had a massage. I don't like being touched. Really? After I just said I'm into touching, but I'm like, if you're a stranger... <laughs> but don't touch me. But like, a stranger, like, what is this? I'm just supposed to go into a room, and you're like, here I am. Like, I don't know. Do you hug people you don't know? Do I like, hug people I don't know? Yeah, like, let's say you're yeah, in a social setting, and they're like, hi, and then yeah, like, I do. hug, I do, yeah. first time meeting, like, never. Oh my gosh, especially, like, if it's after a show, and I'm meeting them, I'm like, yeah. And you're on that, that post-show high of, we did it, we're good. Oh, no, up. I'm like, if I'm seeing someone, like, I, I saw this show with, what's that dude's name? J.I.V. He's a Chicago uh, spoken word person. He was on some old Kanye material, but, like, he has this, like, Gorgina um, wife who's this really great vocalist, and they just like made a bunch of beautiful shit. There's like a little quartet going on behind oh, them. And then I saw them like after at the bar. And then I don't know. Oh, I knew the 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 percussionist. <laughs> and they introduced me to him. And I'm like, hello. And I'm like, but I was I forgot old girl's name. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, dude. But like I saw her, and then I just like gave her like a six and a half second hug. And That's I'm like, cool. This is normal. Yeah, like I, I'm more willing to like hug someone in the, like a first time meeting situation. Mm-hmm. But then again, like don't touch me kind yeah. of thing too. Yeah, you're not as much of a hugger. I yeah, I mean I'll hug. I hug. You're not as much. I mean, you know, I don't know. Touching is like a weird thing. It's yeah. I don't I don't think I'm like I don't want to pay someone to touch me, but like I do like a massage though. Yeah. I mean, they're very popular. <laughs> They've stayed in demand. There's a reason. But I have issues. But, like, regular hugs, yeah, I like it. And I'm cool with being, I just, like, blame my Midwestern sensibilities. Like, I'm fine with being like, oh, you're a hugger. I'm like, I am. But then it's like, you know, I'm not hugging people that I'm not into. Right. Like, that then. That is like a like an old family situation where I'm like not into that. Yeah. It's like you're expected to like greet fifty people in your church who you like do not know. Yeah. It's like, hmm, no. When you greet in your family, is it <clears throat> what's like the traditional greeting for your family? Traditional? I like, like hug my parents and then my sisters and like get away from me. <laughs> uh like we go to like family parties and stuff like the tradition oh, like extended. yeah the the yeah yeah hugs hugs but we do like a hug and a kiss and yeah. it's like you know you're hugging you're hugging all sorts of people and give them a little yeah i think my family's like germaphobes yeah They're like don't put your saliva on me but when i did join my little baby professional dance company um Hello Filipinos, <laughs> hello Puerto Rican people, and I'm like, uh, what's going on? Because I was also like, whore and dog and like boy crazy. I'm like, why is everyone kissing me? I can't handle it. 
we all in love? (laughs) (laughs) Showman's time? (laughs) I think. But sometimes, sometimes people do too much. Like, I had one person, like, really to like a lot of uh a lot you know yeah you know just yeah. a lot yeah just like this is this there's is, always this that exception to the rule where you're br- you're breaking it <laughs> yeah you're too yeah. much man yeah. yeah it was a lot because then like if you're like holding someone after for like some seconds i'm like this is different this mm. isn't or yeah like they want that like really deep hug. <laughs> like especially if you're not close and, like that deep Ooh. hug and they're like rubbing your back no see that's too much if people like that's why you gotta hug often because you can tell if like a mofo hasn't gotten a hug in a while especially <laughs> if they're like in a white man I'm just saying from experience um oh man if, yeah if if I'm a, oh god yeah. if I wish I could go judo chop and then like <laughs> with me for years where it's just like I remember I had a, a meeting with um an old uh, human I used to work for and like the weirdest hug I've ever gotten it's just like youth body <laughs> like that's what was no. going on inside of his brain I'm pretty sure and I'm like no no yeah no. yeah I think I've mentioned I feel like I've yeah, mentioned don't this abuse on the pod the hug. before but like older white dudes like old men like sorry to say 60s 70s and above yeah they like adore me i something about me they're like hey pretty girl you know let's let me hug spicy familiar and yeah so that's that's been my experience i don't think i need to dive into it yeah, um, I'll say same and move right along. Yeah. Anyway. Mm, yeah, anybody mm. else got... Uh, oh my god, also, um, old Latinos love my mom. <laughs> oh my gosh. She grew up in, like, Garfield Park, which is across from Humble Park, mm-hmm. and she would get confused being like a little boricua child just because she has like hazel eyes yeah. and light hair or whatever she could get away she could, uh, she could she looks Puerto Rican she's, she's a she's a she's a red bone she doesn't mm. like when I say that but <laughs> but yeah um it's really funny to see because I'm like ooh I like watching old men flirt yeah um and I'm like well this is a uh, it's like smoother but still aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I she's like, that. I'm oblivious. And I'm like, yeah. no. Yeah, my mom plays like oblivious. No. I'm like, Mom, come no. on. Like, we know it just happened. You know what it is. What? But I'm like, Mommy's got a butt. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. Stacy's mom. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I, oh. I. Now I'm wondering, like, when I become an elder, if I'm going to be receptive to people like flirting with me, or if I'm going to be like, oh, pearl clutch, pearl clutch, like we've seen. Hmm. I think I think we'll be we, into it. you yeah that or oblivious. 
perhaps maybe because we tur- you know they all say like you turn into your mom in ways you know <sighs> I do actively ignore people who are like aggressively trying to holla yeah same practice. yeah same but you know that's one nice thing about LA it's very spread out and there are rarely people uh, that's true I mean I haven't been like cat called for like yeah, walking I haven't been followed hooray <laughs> yeah wow maybe Chicago <laughs> is a little <laughs> wild <laughs> but I love it yeah I mean shit first time I remember getting cat called at like 12 13 was it outside of a movie theater no, it was, like, in my neighborhood, like, a block away Ew. from my house. <laughs> That's fun. It's not. But, like, it would be because we walked to the movie theater, and it's, like, once you get out of the movie theater, there's just, like, a gaggle of people. Yeah. And then it would be, like, the, the coordination of, like, Mom, just let me know when you're outside. And then you just, like, shuffle out through the... Hey! That's, like, fun. I like hearing it. I think it's funny to hear. Like, hey, girl. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. But, which is, like, a youth version. There aren't, like, grown-ass men, yeah. I don't think, going, like, hey, girl. Um, but it's wait, fun. Wait, you're not grown, grown I men? don't think so. It's more, like, um, like how, what, hello, like what is, what how is, are you? <laughs> what is the definition of a grown man? Like, it's how old is he? Like, I don't know how old he is, but, like, he's matured. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Some people need more time to blossom. Yeah. I'm like, Yo. Oh, I was walking, I was taking a walk this morning, and then there's this, like, cute old dude, and he, he wasn't, like, super old, but he was, like, I like old dudes who know they're old. Mm-hmm. And he was, and he's, like, old school, and he's, like, after you. Like thanks, bro. And then I'm like, I walk slower than everybody. I don't think he was like thinking I was gonna walk faster. And he's like, Do you right, ma'am? And I was like, That's tight. <laughs> everybody talks to me. Oh, like this. <laughs> I like when people are like on your left, but then yeah, or on your right, whatever. Yeah. I always mess it up, but um, <laughs> I appreciate. Hold that. on, yeah. I get my L's up. <sighs> Why? <laughs> So I just found out that this is a staple, like, when, from growing up at the mall, mm. like, when you're waiting to get picked up, everybody hung out at the Barnes & Noble. Sure. And you get, like, a frap. Okay. You know? Memory. And uh, they're closing. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> they're closing that staple location. What is Where, it, a mall? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So they're closing that Barnes & Noble. I just don't know what the old youth. orchard. Yeah, <gasps> that's what Mean Girls Mall was based off of. I know, but it was actually. But it wasn't. wasn't. I was like, "This is an indoor mall. What are you talking about?" If you're not from the Chicagoland area, Mean Girls was a lie. ETHS was not ETHS, right? Because she went to ETHS. I, I don't remember the high school. Um, and but the bitchiness level and of the young mall women was alive. is correct. Yeah, that was spot on. Yeah. <laughs> the moral is correct. Um, the mall. Yeah, I just wrong. don't know. Like, what? What is the youth? Can where? Where does the youth? Like, does the, the youth, youth them? Like, are we still doing like the mall hang, waiting to get picked oh, yeah. up? Yeah. Over you here, know? a lot of like teens are over here. It's like a high school nearby. But I went to Dalai Lama. 
Is that the, the like, ice waffle? cream uh, waffle place? Uh, yeah, yeah, never been and, there. Uh, yeah, the kids, the kids have lots of places to hang out. But like over there, I think same. I think there's a lot of stuff to do because it's like anything that's like close to the city. I think the kids are all right. Yeah. And even like being from a burb, because like where I'm from, it was not easy to get to the city without a car. Yeah. And even then, it's just like it's a trek, it's a journey. Um, but yeah, that was, that's a nice thing about, um, younger, younger, simple teeny days. It's like, sometimes you're just like in someone's house and the time suck for seven and a half hours yeah. and that's all you need. Yeah. Seriously. If you, like, I think I told you this, but like a month ago I went to see a movie and we went to In-N-Out afterwards <laughs> and there was like, that's what I had yesterday. <laughs> and there were all these kiddos there. Um, I think it was like a dance or something like that. Oh like homecoming. God. So they're like coming in their cute little dresses and whatever. And I felt myself getting like that. <laughs> like the energy of being around all those hormones was making me feel like, oh, am I 16 again? Like, who uh, am I? Yeah. And and then I get like hearing like little chuckles because, you know. You just chuckle a lot when you're at the age. Time. Yeah. And I, I had a melted milk dud on my butt from the movie theater. Oh yeah, you told me this. <laughs> I was like, are they laughing at me? No way they could laugh at me. I'm a cool adult and I'm invisible to them. And, yeah, probably didn't. And um, but I felt like maybe I was in that moment. Just a little bit of me was 16 again and felt super embarrassed to find mm. you know that. Were you embarrassed easily as a teen? Um, I mean, yeah, in a sense. Like, I remember one time I was, like, embarrassed because I forgot my lunch, and then someone bought me a sandwich, uh-huh. and I was, like, so mortified Shame. <laughs> and felt so shameful that they, yeah. they bought me that sandwich. I didn't eat it. Hmm. And now I'm, like, so dumb. Pride. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, I think my strategy was just to have a core, very small core of friends and to not go out of that. Yeah. 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 Because, like, I don't know, high school? Yeah, and to just, like, be out, be as outside of the loop i can like while still being involved in stuff but like having a dance um practice that was outside of school was just like oh my world's over there and yeah school is just like the work that i have to go to every day and when i'm done i get to do me um but yeah i don't know if i got embarrassed that much it's interesting definitely in middle school i mean that's what that's for i would embarrass myself more at like dance class Cause like maybe I hmm. would have to fart or something, and like, well, you can't True. do that, you know, because everybody's gonna know who did it, right? Yeah, but I don't know, I don't know. Oh my god, I did one time because I didn't understand social dance fully, <laughs> 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 because like. Yeah, I gone. I guess I gone to like socials and stuff, and like things also whatever. But mostly, um, my older sister Krista taught me mm-hmm. all these things, and uh-huh. I like wouldn't be out in the streets doing uh-huh. it. But my high school sweetheart was like dancing with someone else, like uh-huh. very casually, 
And I was like, what? And I like went very quiet into like internal panic mode and I like cried yeah. on the way home. Like yeah. with him. Because, but then, then he was just like, uh. We're just dancing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a thing that we be doing. Oh my God. We yeah. getting, I don't, now that I think about it, like there would be, um, these like cultural arguments all the time like very low key just within my little like group coming up because I remember there would be this discussion about because there's like juking or whatever like popping or bopping like it's like a west side Chicago thing with like boom, cat, boom mm-hmm. cat, and it's just like arms and booty and stuff and it's it's tricky because what Americans would call twerking is like it's stylized to be more sexualized than it is and by the nature of i guess moving the shit that involves your sexy parts like it's been colonizer brained into a sexual dance and so it's tricky when it's like navigating that with kids just like learning their culture and dancing how they dance Mm -hmm. and it's like that was kind of like a, a sticky conversation argument we are having which honestly I don't know I still don't know, really know how to navigate that yeah. and it's like uh, I it's it's weird like that that uh quote unquote to working is basically like a porn category interesting yeah I I just saw like a I'll have to show it to you after, but it was like a how to twerk step video. Hmm. And I don't know. I hate it already. Yeah. <laughs> Needless but, to yeah, say. It's so like, I'm like, mm, it, I don't know. I wish, I wish that the world took it in as like a, a wellness practice rather than like a dance or like a thing to perform to people. Because I've had that kind of like insinuated to me that like that's something that they wanted when it's ever like opened up as it's like something you want me to do for you I'm like I don't know it's weird to wrap my brain around on one end it's always the like default which is like fuck you Uh but then on the other end it's like you also should do that in your room alone yeah like all all the people should twerk in your room yeah or just like pop your booty i don't i don't even know if i'm like into the word twerk it's like a very 90s rap video Uh term but it's like releasing some of like i think there needs to be not a desensitization but like there needs to be more exposure to all the different ways that we dance and move our body so that it's not always turned into sexualization. Like even like old school 50 shit, like the twist, it's like it ends up being all of these black and brown dances that are being sexualized when it's not the dances that are sexualized, it's the people. Right. And so it's like, let's just kind of, uh, the school systems aren't going to do it. Integrate your own... Um, knowledge of the different cultures and how they express themselves and like try them because sometimes it's nice to like 
samba really aggressively and that does something for your brain and sometimes it's nice to like uh, move the core of your body and sometimes it's nice to like stay really like core centered and move your arms and like do all this port brush port bra shit port bra port bra port bra what's port bra vertebrae that's where it was coming from (laughs) yeah like port bra different of your arms yeah but it's like I don't know I think that could be I know that could be very healing to the people to like I'm just like sitting here and kind of uh, undulating which is just kind of like taking your vertebrae and going like wavy 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 Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's really all that popping the booty shit is. It's like, I'm pretty sure there are studies of it helping cramps and stuff. And, I don't know, like, I it's just a shame that it's all reduced to, like, a sexual dance. Yeah. And I think about um, Priya telling us about uh, Natium and how it was colonized because the colonizer dudes just like couldn't handle their beauty and mm. they're like oh get the temple dancers out because they're yeah. whores or whatever right. and yeah. like that's a spiritual expression and that involves the entirety of your body right. and it's the same with most of these other movements yeah I don't know that's my PSA no. about moving your butt but I think that I do think that um that that does kind of bring us full circle to talking about the experience of looking at yourself in the mirror yeah. or like how you're presenting yourself because culturally that's when it's fun yeah you just dance that you want right me. because like obviously if you're in, in the experience of this culture and you like know I don't know like just like even the simplest thing of like I don't know like the dress right and mm-hmm. having the midriff exposed like yeah that's like nothing which is my thing right Right? and where but but and then you're out in the world and then they're like oh showing that skin is like yeah hyper you know you're over sexualized then or like men are looking at you a certain way blah 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 Mm -hmm. and then come back home and what's the result like what makes you you know having to sort sort out what you know is just normal just being existing and yeah and like like that's the other factor with like okay if you're going to use this mirror as a tool and to craft your expression through things like fashion and other physical representations um because you know there's the there's like the i don't know the cis privilege of like i was born a woman and i feel like a woman and i like being a woman and expressing as a woman and so like Maybe I don't have to do as much to Mm -hmm. present how I'm feeling, but it's like for others who are like, oh, until I, you know, maybe it's transitioning into who I feel like, or, you know, am I, I'm coming to terms with maybe being like a non-binary expression or whatever it is. It's like there, there's more effort because things in this world were not necessarily built for them to feel, um, by default in their own skin by what right. is presented to them to wear and put on or not put on. Right. And it's like, I I don't even think about um, like showing my midriff anymore as like a scandal thing because I'm like, okay, this is just how my body looks and it's weird to like have, for me, to have things like cover, like tent over my ass. Right. 
because it's like present. And so I'm like, I'm just gonna give it some room, right? And let it do what it do. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and I don't. I think there is more to be said around, around, um, especially around gender expression. I mean that like obviously I can't even speak I can't speak to because yeah there is privilege in in how I identify myself as a I don't I never use the term cis but like yes I I identify how I identify so I guess acknowledging and honoring that like this is that there our conversation is related to our experiences and not by any means a sweeping generalization of everyone else. Yep. <laughs> I'm only one person, so True. we hear it as such. Yep. 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 Fatal. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's time to GTFO. I think, I think we did. Um. I did. We. I think we did some good stuff here. Um. <laughs> yeah like share your I want to hear from you all and your experience and what came up for you while you were listening Um, let us know yeah yeah get into it try mirroring with the buddy yeah try mirroring scream into each other's faces Mindful Grooving is an Agoon Artists Collective production, hosted by Brittany Harlan and Sarah Maslenka. Edited this time around by me. Theme music is by Kenny Leftridge. And closing music from Mateo Mendoza. If you want to hang out with us after the show, go to the Instagrams and uh, slide in our DM at Mindful Grooving. Also, this really shouldn't be at the end, but I slowed this song down on accident on whatever DAW I'm using, and uh, I was going to press undo, but I think it sounds cool. Yeah. Go. Uh, okay. <laughs> Bye.